You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. Ravens uh, take on the Browns this Sunday at Minty Bank Stadium, which means Baltimore game day uncensored live from the Horseshoe Casino. It's myself and Bob Haney from 10 to 11. And then Tim Barbalace, Vinny Serrato, Mike Preston from 11 to 1. And uh, we're about to go behind enemy lines as we head to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. Jake Trotter covers the Browns for ESPN, and he joins us now. And Jake, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. So what do you make of this Browns team through six games? Oh boy! Well, they're not not very good. Yeah. I guess would be where you start. And really, it, you, a lot of the focus was at quarterback with the Deshaun Watson suspension, and could they, you know, hold water or stay above water with Jacoby Brissett? You know, Brissett has not played great these last couple of games, but he really hasn't been the issue. The issue has been a defense that internally they thought could be like a top five unit yeah. coming into the season, and right now ranked thirty first in the NFL. Well, and it's really kind of broken at all three levels, isn't it? Like, they don't have D tackles, right? You can't, I mean, you can run the ball on them all day long. Um, JOK, I don't really know what he is, right? And if you get heavy on those guys, and the Ravens like to with a fullback and tight ends, that can be problematic for the second level. And then in the back end, I, I, you know, Denzel Ward seems to be hit or miss. And, there's not a whole lot of playmaking happen on back happening happening back there either, is it, Jake? Yeah, I mean it's it's a multitude multitude of problems. Uh, you know, it's not just one thing. So early on in the season, they were just inexplicably at the worst times turning guys wide open. Uh, you know, breakdowns in coverage, and they seem to be surfacing in the fourth quarter. That's contributed to that Jets comeback uh, in week two. Yeah. Since then, it's been more they can't stop the run. And, you know, they built this defense to, you know, to play Kansas City, teams, you know, play Cincinnati. But they are so slight up front right now that, you know, Atlanta with a bunch of no-name running backs and not really much of a passing threat was able to just hand the ball off over and over and over again in week four. And, of course, you know, Bill Belichick seized on that. And, you know, they they cooked them through the air and uh, on the ground as well. Um, you know, so they, you know, they have some issues that I don't know that they can solve because, you know, they they're multi-layered and they're kind of, some of the issues you might have to solve in the off season. Yeah, defensive tackle is the worst, you know, position group on the team and not a position they've invested in, and you know, there's no standouts there. A JOK, a guy that, you know, they got to run with the Lamar Jacksons of the world and to you know cover tight ends. You know, he is he's being exposed for being too slight. He only played 
you know, 40% of the snaps against the Patriots. You know, they went with a bigger yeah. linebacker in that game. And then, I, I mean, their safeties, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but they're good for two or three plays in the game, a game where they're like, what happened there? Like, what, how, how could they turn a guy, you know, eight, nine yards loose in the secondary? So, I mean, you put it all together, and, you know, this is, this is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And I think the scary thing for Cleveland fans is, he's a quarterback they face. Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, and Bailey Zappi. Now Murderers row. Lamar, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Tua, and Tom Brady. Mm. Let's go to the offensive side of the football, Jake. And Jacoby Brissett, he was brought in as a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. And now he's turning the ball over at an alarming rate. He had three turnovers on Sunday. What have you seen out of him so far? Yeah, you know, he played really well through the first, uh, you know, four games of the season. You know, they were two and two, but he was not the reason, um, you know, that they had lost all those games. You know, he had a couple picks late, but they were kind of in desperation mode. And he was, you know, at one point he was fourth in the NFL in QBR, Yeah, um, which is not the end-all be-all, but I think it was reflective of, of the way he was playing. And he was taking the, care of the ball for the most part. But, you know, these last couple of weeks, it kind of feels like, you know, reality is set, setting in. You know, this is the Jacoby Brissett that, you know, we've seen in the past. Um, you know, he was playing, you know, above his past performances through the first month of the season. And lately he's looked like the Jacoby Brissett that we've seen in Miami and Indy and, and even New England. So, I mean, he's capable. He's shown that he's capable of playing at a pretty high level. But I think consistently, you know, it's asking a lot for him to be, you know, a top 10 you know, performing caliber quarterback, which he just has never been at any point in his career. And, you know, if you load up to stop this running game, which is what New England did, and you dare the Browns to beat you through the air, you're probably feeling pretty good about your chances based on what we've seen recently. We're talking to Jake Trotter. Uh, it's uh, inside access here on the fan. Jake, it, it's even spilled over to special teams, right? Because draft, they drafted Cade York, and he, he, he hit the long field goal to beat Carolina week one. But the Chargers tried to give the game away late a couple weeks ago, but the kid missed an early field goal and then misses the field goal that would have won the game late. Yeah, and also had a, a key extra point miss in the Jets game. That, you know, that allowed you know, New York to win. Because uh, it would have been a 14-point lead, he misses the extra point at 13 points, and then you know they 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 sure. pull off that uh, miraculous comeback. Um, and it's not just field goal kicking. Although I think Cade York will be fine. <laughs> you know, he's not Justin Tucker, who is, but I think he's going to be fine. Um, you know, he's got a lot of leg talent. They like his mentality, uh, and and I think you know it was a good sign he he got back on track a little bit against the Patriots. But like they're they're they have they are no threat in the return game right now. Um, you know, they've had some issues both recovering and trying to recover, uh, you know, onside kicks, whether they're, you know, kicking off or, you know, on with the hands unit. So it's just it's a below average, you know, special teams unit, even though they drafted a kicker. And I think their punter has done a pretty good job for them. They're just there's nobody in the return game. where You're like, well, you know, we got to we got to worry about that guy. It's just they, they don't have any kind of threat in the return game right now. Is there some heat on Stefanski? It feels like locally more of the heat is on Joe Woods, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, but it, you're starting to feel it on Stefanski a little bit. And, you know, this is a massive two-game swing for the Browns because, you know, if you beat Baltimore and then you beat Cincinnati on Monday night football, 
all of a sudden yeah. you're you know you're not in phenomenal shape, but you're four and four. You're probably leading the division. You're three and zero oh in the division. You know, going into a bye week, if you lose these two games, you're you know, or even if you split, but let's just say you lose to Baltimore, you lose to Cincinnati, the season's over. I mean, you're two and six. You come out of the bye, you play at Miami, at Buffalo, and then you play Tampa. Like, it's not inconceivable you would be two and nine, three and eight, four and seven, best case scenario. So, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't know if it's like a must win, but it's just really hard to see how the Browns come back if they don't win on Sunday. They're in full on desperation mode. And I think it's really going to make this game interesting because Baltimore all of a sudden really needs to win this game yeah. as well with all the blown leads. So, I mean, the loser of this game on Sunday is going to be in bad shape, I think, coming out of the, the weekend. The Browns made the addition of bringing in Amari Cooper this past uh, offseason. How has that addition helped the offense? It, it's been terrific. I mean, it, it's one of the bright spots. They can't always get him the ball, and they've had a couple of games where, you know, it's the fourth quarter and he has, like, one target. But, you know, when they have gone to him, you know, he's done a pretty good job. And, you know, they, they gave up virtually nothing to get him from Dallas other than, you know, paying his salary. And he's, he's performed like a number one wide receiver. So he's, he's a, he's a weapon. Um, but again, you know, he's not week to week going to give you eight catches and a hundred yards. He might give you that a couple of games. And then, you know, be, just because of the way their offense is structured and what they have at quarterback, you know, he, you know, he has disappeared at times this season, but overall he's been very good. And I, I, I think he's been impressive. Jake, last thing for you. Obviously, uh, if memory serves, uh, Deshaun Watson's allowed back in the building now. The, mm -hmm. it, 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 are, are we confident that he's going to be, like, when he finally comes back and he hadn't played for almost two years, that we're going to see the Deshaun Watson we saw when he was playing at a high level in Houston? I mean, I don't, I don't know how anybody could be confident about that. He will not have played for a year and a half. He looked awful in his one quarter of play against Jacksonville in the preseason. You know, and he is in the building, but he's not practicing. You know, he's mm -hmm. he's in the building in meetings and watching film, and then he has to basically leave and go throw, you know, with, with guys that are not affiliated with the team on his own, you know, in order to get that kind of work in. So he can start practicing November 14th, so that'll give him, you know, three weeks of ramp up before he has to play. But, I mean, this idea that he's just going to be a top-five quarterback instantaneously – on top of everything that's happened, um, I think that's going to be asking a lot. So, I mean, that, this idea that, well, Deshaun Watson's back, you know, <laughs> we're going to go 6-0, and everything's going to be fine. I, I don't think that that's probably realistic, just given the other issues that this team has had. It's going to take a little while, if not the entire season, for him to, to reacclimate, and then you're looking at 2023. Jake Trotter, this was great, man. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, guys, take Thank care. Thank you. Jake Trotter, of course, covers the Browns for ESPN. We have uh, Northern Exposure coming up next. Do, do we have Brown Sound? I, do, this has been a – because Stone is is heading out. Usually Stone is my my guide to this. And, of course, T-Bone is uh, – how about we do this? Are you ready to do TMI? Could you yeah, – let's do TMI with TIM. And, T-Bone, what you got? Well, as you guys know, I've been to several weddings in the past <laughs> couple of all years. all you do. And – I've also been to a lot of bachelor parties, and I ask this question. I would like people my age, we're going to hear from you guys after the break, maybe even parents. Uh, 
Has my generation gone too far with this, like bachelor parties, destination weddings, gender reveals, and gender reveals and, definitely jumped the shark. And engagement parties, baby showers. You drop a ton of money on this stuff, and weddings are expensive, anyways. 410 583 1057. Would love to get your thoughts on that. That is next on Inside Access. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on the fan. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. Yes, it's time for TMI with TIM and T-Bone. The floor is yours. Also want to hear from the people again. It's interactive TMI (laughs) this week. 410-583-1057. Question of the day is, has... My generation, millennials, will just lump us in. Have we gone too far with all of these type of celebrations? Like a bachelor party. We'll get to the bachelor parties that you guys have been to. I know with my dad in particular, it was just one night. You go out to the bar. You maybe go to a promiscuous joint, if you will. Promiscuous <laughs> joint? You can't say strip club? Yes. Promiscuous joint. Promiscuous joint. Um... <laughs> I think that was the name of the strip club I went to. <laughs> you remember the song Promiscuous Girl? Yes. From, uh, yes. Nelly Furtado. Great yeah, song. Yeah. I remember watching that VH1. Yeah, 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 VH1. Yeah, yeah. It was an awesome it. song. Yeah. Um, I like that song too, Tim. I'm with great you. Great song. Thank you. Yeah. She qu- I think she quotes Steve, uh, or she mentioned Steve Nash in that song. That's what it's called. 410 583 Have we gone too far? Not only with that, but engagement parties are big. You got the baby showers, you got the gender reveal, well, destination weddings. I mean, all that stuff's always existed. I, I, I but that's what I'm saying. We've upped it 17 notches. Oh, if well, you what are people, well, so everybody I, goes to Vegas now for their bachelor party? Is no, that the deal? No, I wouldn't say that. Nashville was huge. Austin is huge, which, as you guys know, I went there, but... I mean, yeah, we, bro, I, 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 I was probably, in Ocean City. I, I probably mean, dropped I, like I, at least a thousand on. Now, was it a phenomenal trip? Absolutely. I've been to Myrtle Beach. I have been to Ocean City. I went to Cannes. Uh, I did the Poconos, which was a great time, actually. And for bachelor parties? Oh yeah. Where the Poconos? Well, no, no. This what are we? Seventy? No, no. They, it was a good time. I can yeah. tell you guys some of those stories. Did you sleep on a waterbed shaped no, like a heart? No, yeah. I'll tell you off the air. But oh, listen to you. And also with weddings, because you're already spending a ton on the tux. I just dropped two fifty for an upcoming wedding in November. Did you go to the Catskills too? <laughs> what? No, you got it. Yeah, that went right over my head, Ken. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Hey, went to see uh, a Henny Youngman. Uh, <laughs> but, also, comic. but also the gender reveals. That was definitely not around with you guys. No, where, that's over the top. I mean, it's a big... And engagement parties, too. Look, I'm always down to clown. I'm always <laughs> down to get after it. So if you give me an excuse to, I'm with it. But I guess where the funds, you know, the money, it starts adding up. Well, you so. don't pay for the engagement party. People are making, the people are throwing hey. engagement parties and making you, you pay for booze? You sometimes get gifts for it. I'd say gifts are kind of implied. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's a little crazy. Like, if you go on a destination engagement or bachelor party, like you're paying to travel now. Granted, if you take the the bachelor out one night, yeah. you're buying oh, his drinks. Wait, wait, wait. Disengage. So obviously, you're going to get a gift for the wedding. Yes, but how are you being out? The engagement party should be a freebie for you. Um, That's where you should be eating and drinking on them. I'm just saying. 
What are they couple, doing? What the are you saying? The couple that I've been to. The couple that I've it's been to. It's got an open bar? No. Usually it's in. I mean, a, pay, a cash bar? No, yeah. no. They have booze and everything. But yeah, you have to yeah. pay for it. No, you don't what? have to pay for it. I'm saying you get them like a gift. For the On engagement. top of the wedding gift? Yes. Why, why would you get him an engagement gift I, and a wedding I've gift? I've never just, heard of that I'm before. I'm just saying, That's couple silly. that I've been that, well, to. Well, how do you even know? They're like, and we expect an engagement <laughs> gift? <laughs> well, I, it could be a card, money type joint. What? I'm just saying. Are there congrats on your engagement I've cards? I've never heard of that before. That's stupid. Yeah, that's a double down. Like I, I buy the wedding gift, not the engagement gift. What if the engagement doesn't go, doesn't go to turn? Yeah, I'm gonna wait till the wedding to get you your gift. Yeah, but if you want to have an engagement party, so, then whatever. I, I mean, I'll ask you guys. Uh, I've been have, engaged have, three times. I've been married once. Have, so have like, we have we gone too far with this? Have we? What, yes. what was bachelor parties you guys have been to? Like strip clubs, uh, yeah, local stuff, <laughs> or like Ocean City or uh, Boston. My cousin Todd, his was we went to Boston to see the Red Sox play the uh, the, the Orioles play the Red Sox at Fenway Park. Um, God, it's been so long since I've been to bachelor parties. I mean, it's probably I, been- I, one. I can remember one. We just we had crabs and my buddy Justin. Uh, we we had crabs and it, we were supposed to go do like the Orioles suite the whole thing and then Freddie Gray happens so the game got canceled so we did crabs and then we did like went out to a, a one bar we had a bus so we nobody had to drive ended up at another bar there was a lot of beverages consumed that evening oh, I don't think party. I've been to a bachelor party since two thousand one we're old yeah so I have no idea saying. what you people are doing that's but, what I'm saying just but the, the age social gap media here. stuff like. Cordell's was cute. Oh, like Cordell's was awesome. His video and was good, but like I, I, I don't know. Like I, that, that whole genre to me, I just kind of feel like you can keep that in house. You know what I mean? Like the, I, the I pink or blue. Yeah, all the like the, the smoke and balloons and all that stuff. Like I said, for the you record, think people really care that much about the gender of your kid. Eh, for the record, I'm I'm for all of it because, like I said, I'm just down to clown. But I don't know that it's gender it's reveals. A gender are reveal, down to clown. I would have never ever like it's it's never even aspect. thought to do it. But like you said, I think social media plays such a big role, and you know, you want to make it seem like you know, I'm I'm a happening guy. You, you don't see all the bad stuff. But we do have a caller. <laughs> Rashawn is in Baltimore. Rashawn, you're on the fan. Hey, how y'all going? Hey What's there. up, man? Hey, man. Listen, I agree, man. I think, well, it was our generation. Well, I'm I'm, I'm 37, so I guess I'm a little older than you, Tim. You're in the millennial category. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I would say definitely, you know, our generation has gone too far with it. But like you said, it's mainly because of social media yes. now, you know, especially with these gender real parties and these extravagant baby uh, showers and everything. They want to put it on social media, you know, to make it seem like, you know, Dad, dad stuff is the best thing. You know how it is. Hey, I, I know exactly. Rashawn, I do have a question for you, though. When you get done with your Ravens trips and your Cowboys trips, do you have any money left for all these other kind of bachelor parties and gender reveal parties and engagement parties? No, I don't. <laughs> that's why I tell my friends, like, hey, man, I, I don't have no money, man, you know. Like, good luck, you know. That's why I don't got no kids myself, and I'm able to travel like I travel, you know. Good for so. you. Excellent. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's, we, let's grab one yeah, more ahead. call real quick. Mike is in Bel Air. What's up, Mike? Yeah, guys, the the whole gift thing for like every event is getting old. Um, buddy of mine just got engaged, and he's like, "Hey, I come out to the brewery. You're gonna get engaged." Like, I was the only one that showed up without a gift. I was like, "I didn't See? Know, maybe need to get that gift." And then there's an engagement party that's coming up soon. Then the whole wedding. So it was gift, gift, gift. Told like, you. So wait, what was the Told first you. thing? If it wasn't the engagement party, that was that the engagement was, hangout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the 
told you. That's messed up. That, that's for the cult. That sounds like a scam. The biggest, caught that crap. the biggest thing is the money. That's what adds up. I'm I'm cool with it. Memories, all that, but <laughs> the money, the money. Well, I, what is up with all these gifts? Like you get a gift for the wedding. Right. That's that's the gift. Like the engagement. There's a like who? First of all, if you get an engagement gift. And they split before the wedding. Well, who you gets say this out of a unique well, I, prism. I'm batting three thirty. So, like, uh, like, who gets the gift? Like, did, who? How do you decide who gets the gift? It's a fair question. I don't know. Uh, just, <laughs> I don't know. Sophie's choice. <laughs> choice. Like, they were your friends. You keep it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, coming up next here on the program, Rich Eisen. You know the Rich Eisen show on Roku, the Roku channel. Uh, also, NFL Network. We'll talk to Rich about the NFL. Get his thoughts on these Ravens next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Chris Fall Day here in Charm City, and let's talk some footballs. We go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline, and joining us now, you can see him on NFL Network, and also the Rich Eisen Show weekdays from 12 to 3 on the Roku channel. It is Rich Eisen, and Rich, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And we talk Ravens all the time. Curious to get your thoughts on this team through six games. They could easily be 6-0, and but they seem to have a penchant for blowing double-digit leads. Well, I mean, it's... Look, man, um, it's a quarterback-driven league, and, um, you know, the the two turnovers at the end of the game are we're, we're killers against the Giants. And, um, you know, Lamar um, just has not seemed to find much of a consistent stride for this team this year. And defensively, a couple times the fourth quarters have been total disasters. But bottom line is, it's just six games. The rest of the division isn't running away with it. And, um, you know, this week in particular is a uh, pretty darn big game, certainly since we all know um, it's always wild when Baltimore and Cleveland play one another. And then you got a trip to Tom Brady on a short week coming next. So um, rubber's beginning to meet the road here. And, the one biggest mystery, though, for me, is the running game has not been go- going. I mean, that used to be the yeah. one consistent thing for this team, and it's been non-existent. It went from, you know, consistent to non-existent real fast. So um, I don't know if the return of Gus Edwards might mean something. Obviously, watching Kenyon Drake run was nice to see. Uh, Dobbins with his knee tightening up was, you know, is something that's concerning when he's coming off of a knee injury. But, um one game, the offense looks great, and then the defense just can't get it done. Another game, you know, the Bills come in, you had it. A terrible roughing the passer penalty yes. kind of killed you off. Uh, it just seems to be one thing or another, but the neat, the neat news is, you know, uh, the team that won the division last year has the same record as you, and you've already beaten them. So you got that in your back pocket. Rich, you are in la-la land, but your heart resides in New York. The state of New York footballing, astonishing. (laughs) Giants and Jets both riding high. I know your affinity is with gangrene. Is this for real? Are you buying this? Are you you all in on Zach Wilson running around for three quarters and then winning it in late? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. (laughs) Big time. 
I'm buying it, uh, Jason. I mean, this feels different. It feels different, you know, whereas the grounded pound years, the 2010 grounded pound finale of their uh, decent grounded pound years uh, where they lost in the AFC Championship game for a second straight year, that's the last time the Jets started a season 3-0 on the road as they have this year. Yeah. And um, that at that time, it was Mark Sanchez relying on a running game um, surrounded by a team that we all knew um, had a, uh, an expiration date yeah. because Mike Tannenbaum was putting everything on the credit card. Yeah. And we, we were wondering about even Rex Ryan's ability to coach the whole team. Even, you yeah. know, it, where it, it was all based on personality and cult of personality at the time. Um, now, these are all young studs that they drafted. All of them. Um, Sauce Gardner and Reese Hall and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Barrett Tucker and Quinn and Williams, just to name five. Jack Wilson has hardly played as good foot, any good yeah. football yet, and they're winning games, and they're young, and they don't know anything from my 50 years of getting kicked <laughs> in the nuts by the football gods. They know nothing from it. And the coach does have a personality that can be followed, but he's got a hell of a staff, and he's got a hell of a way about him that I'm, I find a heck of a lot more consistent mm-hmm. and believable long-term than Rex Ryan. So... Yeah, I'm I'm buying this, and a general manager that knows how to do this and build from the inside out and not cap yourself out. Um, I love it. I love what they're building. The Packers have gotten beat by both New York teams in back-to-back weeks. They're three and three. The offense is out of sync. The defense is showing some cracks. Rich, are the Packers destined for a down year? Um, I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm not ready to say that yet. Um, I am concerned about their offense, and Aaron Rodgers talking about needing to simplify things. Now is the part of the season where I thought the youngsters would already have the simple stuff down and they should be able to open things up like old times, uh, not go the other way around. So I am concerned about them. But, again, anytime you talk about a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Brady, I'd be very careful uh, talking about how slow starts are um, going to be the the you know the norm for the rest of the regular season. I'm I'm just not there. Yet. I might um, you know be sticking my head in the sand. I'm just not there yet for both of the Bay teams right now. Dallas Cowboys come up a little bit short, Rich, against the Eagles, but Dak is on his way back. My man Irv, what's he been like in the makeup room? What's he been like in the hallways? We know what he's like on air. What's he like in the cafeteria at lunch? It's it's yeah, it's it's got to be all full throttle, all in. Oh, it's all the it's the same. That's the beauty of why he's so good on television. Jason is he's you know he's uh, he's the same guy. That's what you see on the air is not an yeah. act. I mean, that's literally how he acts on the zooms, how he acts walking in the hallway in the makeup room. He is legit totally in the tank for his team. And um, I, I'm actually in the power rankings that I'm endeavoring. Um, Cause I figured, you know, I've never done this before. I've never done power rankings before. And I figured, you know, with a new television partner in the Roku channel, sure. I start, you know, uh, bringing like staple NFL coverage, ideas to my show and i'm actually enjoying doing that 
because I don't just stack them based on on um, on record. Right. Uh, and case in point, um, I moved the Cowboys up a spot. I like it, despite losing this week, because I liked what I saw from the team yep. in the second half. That you knew Cooper Rush would at some point have a game where he's throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. I mean, you knew that was going to happen at some point. And um, it happened in this game. And they still came back. I mean, they they still made it a three-point game against Philadelphia, whose MO is to take a third-quarter nap, I know. Yeah. But I still liked it, and it's a perfect segue game to get Dak back. It's perfect. You know? Lions. And, yeah. um, and, and I love the defense, and I like the fact that Zeke scored. I mean, the offensive line has been a pleasant surprise. When Tyron Smith went out, we all thought that, that them reconfiguring their offensive line would cause for a major problem for Dak, and then we know that they lost Dak. And the line has been really stout. Uh, I, I, I'm high on the Cowboys. Dak coming back, some winnable games against Denver, I mean, against Detroit and Chicago, then a bye, then Green Bay, which is another so-called winnable game. Uh, and I know how the Cowboys usually lose those winnable games, mm. certainly at home. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, bullish on Dallas right now. Rich, you were talking earlier about you didn't want to make any pronouncements about older quarterbacks like Tom Brady or uh, Aaron Rodgers, and you figured things will get settled there. But what about a guy not quite as old but not young in Russell Wilson who seems to be struggling a great deal in Denver, and the, the let Russ cook memes have, have taken over Twitter over the last few weeks. How concerned are you about Russ? Oh, hugely. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. Um, this has been, I I definitely needed to see it to believe it on Denver. Even when Russ was acquired, I wasn't sitting here and saying, well, that's it. Uh, just add Russ to a defensive minded team with an offensive minded head coach to come in and figure out how to all these pieces work. I still needed to see it to believe it. And Nathaniel Hackett has just been off, man. It's just been, he's always been, it seems one beat behind. The, the, the beats actually were working on opening night and, um, you know, had Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams not both fumbled, they would have won that game. And they wouldn't have been in a situation where the coach started, you know, going all haywire and his decisions were always off. Like, you know, it, it's like playing poker and you've got an eighth jack in one hand and, you know, the flop comes up two fives and somebody who's got a five in their hand beats you. And then the next hand that you don't have ace jack comes out ace jack on the flop. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, he's got like a little flop lag to use a poker term on all of his calls. They seem completely off all the time. Like when it should be a run, he tries a pass. When it's a pass, it's time to run. Um, Another example too, Melvin Gordon. Let's give him half the snap when Javante Williams is healthy. And another third of the snaps to Mike Boone when Javante Williams is healthy. But now Javante Williams is down. Let's give all the snaps against Melvin Gordon's old team to a guy who was on the Saints practice squad two weeks before. Like, what are you doing? You know, nothing seems to be working. None of the buttons he's pushing are working. So I would scrap the whole damn thing. The first quarter worked against the Chargers. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever whatever, whatever plays that he was dialing up there, let's do that three more quarters in a row. And I know that sounds stupidly simple <laughs> but i i don't know and russ is now hurt yeah um 
we might see Brett Rippon against the aforementioned Jets. And today, you know, Nathaniel Hackett says Melvin Gordon starting. It's like, right. okay. Whatever. You know, really, it's, it's been a whatever season, and I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about it, um, that he's, he's just off. And whatever he needs to do to just kind of like the, you know, the, the lip sync is off here. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there, there are a few frames off right now in Denver. And Robert Sala said today that he sees on tape that they're getting closer. I don't know if that's a talk <laughs> up your opponent thing or not, but um, that's my take on Denver at the moment. Catch the Rich Eisen Show weekdays from 12 to 3 on the Roku channel. Also, you can see him on NFL Network. Rich, thank you as always Thanks, for your brother. time. See you later, guys. Coming up next, Northern Exposure, and we'll hear from uh, Kevin Stefanski. Big AFC North matchup, Ravens and Browns. What does Stefanski think of this game? You'll hear it from the horse's mouth next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Northern Exposure on Inside Access. Sponsored by Plaza Ford. See why customers have trusted Plaza Ford for more than 85 years. Get quality vehicles and superior service at Plaza Ford. Bel Air Road in Bel Air or online at plazaford.com. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman traverse the AFC North. 1057 Exists, Fred, in, in football. Uh, in the NFL with 17 games, it's, it's not 162 games. It's not 82 games. It's every single week is just so important. Um, and then you're playing a division opponent this week. So I'm well aware of, of all the things you're, you're stating, uh, but I'm also laser focused and we will be hyper focused on putting together a game plan, preparing uh, to go down to Baltimore and, and play our best football. That is Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski talking about the game on Sunday, the 3-3 three and three Ravens against the 2-4 and four Browns. And as Jake Trotter told us earlier in the show, Jason, the loser of this game is probably in real trouble. Well, especially if it's the Browns. I mean, look, I, I just think we, we do these exercises every week and we do a six-pack on Tuesday. What did we learn from the week before? I mean, what we're going to keep learning is not many teams are going to go on real heaters and that everybody's, you know, more or less going to be around till the end. So, I mean, the Ravens can't keep losing games at home, and, and you certainly wouldn't want to fall to one and three at home. But I think it's it's a bigger game for the Browns to, to me. Um, and they've got the same issues as as the Ravens. These teams are both really flawed in, in the fourth quarter. Um they find ways to lose rather than find ways to win. They find ways to blow leads. In the Browns' case, it involves probably a little more special teams than the Ravens, perhaps. And the Browns certainly don't have the kind of caliber of kicker that the Ravens do. But um, neither defense can get off the field in the fourth quarter. And the Browns are 31st in the NFL in yards allowed per play in the fourth quarter at 6.62. They're 30th in passing yard per attempt in the fourth quarter, 8.77. And they're 30th, allowing uh, 109.4 passer rating in the fourth quarter. So, Tebow, and other than that, they're great. And they've lost in probably more excruciating ways yes. than the Ravens, which is saying something. You look at the Jets game. They had a 30-17 to lead with under a minute and a half and lost that game. The Falcons game. Jacoby Brissett threw a pick with a minute three seconds left when they were going for a game-tying field goal. And then the Chargers, where 
Brandon Staley tried to gift him that game, mm-hmm. and they didn't want it. They said no thanks. Brissett interception in the end zone. Yeah. Somehow didn't see the linebacker. Yes, yes. And we know that they're an explosive rushing team. They got the number one rushing offense in football. We detailed uh, Lamar Jackson struggles throwing the ball downfield, and we're going to touch on that later next hour again. Jacoby Brissett has attempted 27 passes of 20 yards or more. That's tied for fourth in the NFL. He's completed nine of 27 passes. He's 33rd out of 37 quarterbacks with a 44.6 rating in those instances. So they can't push the ball down the field at all. Well, he does occasionally, though. First down, play action, Amari Cooper. They've, yeah. had, they've hit a few of those. They've hit a few of those. So I would say this is a little different than the Giants last week because they they, they, well, they got can guys. get you over the top. And we've seen in the past, David Njoku's had big games against the Ravens. Not to say he's going to beat them deep, but he has caught some long passes against this team, and he seems to play well against the Ravens. And they've bottled Chubb up for the most part pretty well the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, fourth quarter interceptions, Jameis Winston, five. Lamar, Wentz, and Stafford, four. Brissett. Mahomes, car three. Fourth quarter interceptions. This could be fun. <laughs> well, it, c- it could be. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ravens-Vikings 2013, fourth quarter is going to be insane. Maybe. I could also see it just being a ball control game, too. I don't know. <laughs> you could make a strong case for the under here, even though the Browns have consistently gone over. Oh, but didn't you tell us that you could make a strong case for the under in like basically every NFL football yeah, game this it's year? It's hitting at 60%. Yeah, so the, the strong case can be made for the under every week. Well, I'm not, not going to make it in every game, but I think this might just this might go that way. I don't think you've given a best bet for the over yet. No. Have you? I don't it's always you under. Yeah. Always under. I don't know if I have either. It's always under. There and, have been some and, overs I like. And, and, and uh, he hasn't taken a point spread in a while either. I take no. two point spreads and one over-under nah, every single week. No, you took three over-unders yeah, last week. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, did. I'm pretty You're positive pretty sure you did. did. No, I took, I took New England. I took San Francisco. Let's see the writing. And I took, and I took the, an pull, under. Uh, pull the tape, T-Bone. I've got it written down yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. I, I do it the same way every week. It's I do two point spreads and an over under. Uh, I feel like when we were at the cross, it's been that it was, way the last three weeks. Too. It's not. You guys are full of crap because we gave him a hard time about it. If I did only over unders, I'd be doing better than I am. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to find last Friday. This is riveting radio. Yes, it is. You look there. I had yeah, one two weeks ago. Miami minus three and a half. Uh huh. Cowboys plus five and a half. Was that this week? No, that was two weeks ago. And then uh, San Francisco, Carolina, under 39 and a half. And then last week, I'm telling you, I rode San Francisco again. I had New England. I hit that one. And then I lost an over-under. Hey, we, we got to go because Tim Murray's joining us next. We'll get his Speaking best over unders. Get his best bets on the weekend. Also, we haven't. I don't think we've asked him yet about the great Stone Felts. So oh, yeah. uh, we'll get his thoughts on Mr. 100%, one for, one for 18, next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 